To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, NBA Special Edition, 2021 edition. We have some special guests with, uh, with us, uh, of course, the brothers from the chat room podcast. We got Coach Francis in here, and we got the senator in here from the north, from the six. Man, what's up, fellas? How y'all feeling? Uh, good, man. Can't complain. Best good, to be here. Good, good. Just living life, you know? Yeah, yeah. man. We appreciate y'all for doing this with us, man, considering y'all busy schedule, man. We've done a podcast before. Again, yeah. uh, if you follow us and listen to us, the chat room podcast, uh, real dope content. I, I'm subscribed. I listen to the episode. They got really good stuff going on over there. They talk about sports, hip-hop culture, anything you want to really listen to. I mean, if you want to listen to that, make sure that you are subscribed. They're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to your podcast at. Man, the chat room podcast, they're dope. As you'll see with this episode, uh, we're going to get into it. Just some NBA pre-game stuff, man. What's up, Ramon? I can't forget about you, brother. How you feeling? Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm here, bro. I'm feeling good. I, I was wondering if it was going to come around to that moment, you know. I, I just, you know, kind of chill and everybody get their, you know, talk and introduction right. in. But, right. uh, you know, I don't hold it too much. We're just glad to have the chat room pod on. As you mentioned, we've collabed before. Like it was just straight brotherhood from from jump. Like that's crazy. Literally got on there, started talking as if we had been doing this for years with each other. So I already know what this episode is gonna be like. Like just straight brotherhood. You know, we follow them, we check out their content. That connection is there. So I'm ready to jump into it. I'm not gonna hold us any longer. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, before we get started, Barry, y'all brothers, uh, plug in y'all Instagram, y'all social media, everything y'all got, anything y'all want to promote or get got going on right now. Uh, I'll go whatever. My my IG is um real deal underscore Francis. Uh, and there for those that don't know, uh, I coach college ball. Um, and we're about to get going with the season, you know. So, yeah, it with me. And then they always let me do the long-winded stuff, so let me just get that out the way real quick. So uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Senator. Uh, check out the Not So Soft podcast too. It's the next podcast that I do with Nino Rockwell and Kino the Great. And also, don't forget to check out the chat room's own uh, talk with the Chatterbox with Sa and Baritone Levy. So we working yeah. out here. Hey, that's dope, man. That's yeah, dope, and, uh, man. Sorry, sorry. And and our our next episode comes out tomorrow, and we just uh we just chopped it up with a uh, 13 year NBA pro Derek Martin. So so he uh he talks about he he talks about his experience playing in the 81 point game, 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Talks about <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's wild. <laughs> talks about that. Talks about uh, the I can't forget that you guys are all Laker fans. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was going to mention it. You know, the, the connection was kind of mutual. When I found out Coach was a, a Lakers fan, I was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? I, now it makes sense, you know? Like, <laughs> the last podcast we recorded, it was like, man, I, I was like, man, I feel like I, I met these dudes before, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, you know, that Laker family is serious, man. Connection. Hey, we're going to get into everything, I, man. I stay being on the island, eh? Hey, bro. We're going to get to you, too. You're going to be able to, to, to uh, spill your stuff. But, yeah, again, the, the chat room podcast, following them on all their socials and everything that they promoted. Real dope podcast we collaborated with. We're going to jump into it. But before we get into it, I guess, I got to ask y'all, man. Certified lover boy. Certified <laughs> lover boy. Y'all from Canada. Drake's from Canada. Yep. He's my favorite rap artist at the moment. You know, what are y'all thoughts on the album, man? Uh, Can you go, 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 go ahead, man. If you want me to go first, I think it was... <laughs> I think it was cool. It wasn't, I don't think it's his best effort at all. I think okay. that, and, and I think what uh, shined it to me was some of the other albums that came out earlier before mm. that. Like I still have, I always say this, J. Cole's up there for me for album of the year. Um, Tyler, the creator's up there for album of the year for me. Like it's, that in Kanye's own and even the new Meek one just kind of came and went for me. Like, it's just, there wasn't anything special. It's for real. For me, for me, I'll, I'll say this. It obviously wasn't Drake's best work. Like he's had two, three other albums I would consider probably timeless albums. Um, this wasn't one of those, but in the same breath, you got to give him his credit. He has, he's killing the, the billboards. He's slaughtering the billboards. Like he's breaking records every week. Uh, I think like the first week it came out, he had like nine, nine of the top 10 tracks on, on, on billboards, top 100 or whatever. Like, you know, he's, he's killing it. So we all know that whatever Drake puts out, he's gonna, it's gonna hit. Like, like he, he could put out all throwaway tracks and they'll hit. He could put out tracks talking about toilets and they will hit. He just has that. <laughs> Like he knows how to make music, period. You know, and whatever he yeah. puts out is gonna, is gonna hit. Um, but it obviously wasn't his best work. So, I would give the album like a six out of ten. That's me probably be me, me being a little a little generous, you know. But he yeah. has some tracks on there, you know. He has some he has, he has some club tracks. Uh, but it's whatever. Man, I, you know the thing is, I'm a Drake fan, and I understand he got probably like at least one album that was probably the album of the decade. Yeah. Uh, with nothing was the same, nothing and then, the same, yeah. of course, take care is like hands down his classic. But I feel like nothing was the same was his best body of work. But I feel like when you compare an artist to like their previous work, I feel like it's unfair to them in a certain sense because I feel like this album, I don't feel like it was like on a nothing was the same type, you know, level. But I feel like man, I'm still playing this album. Like this album been out for like over a month, and I'm still playing it. So I feel like that really tells how good an album is. But I just don't understand why a lot of people are saying like this is not his best work. I don't I don't get that. I mean, the reason I say it, because you look at his albums, like you look at Nothing Was the Same, you look at even views, like oh yeah, like, views like, is nice. Even views, like you know what I mean? Like, like he has he has albums where it's like, okay, he got hit, 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 hit. Okay, this is a filler track, hit, hit, hit. This was more like 
it was like it was like hit like it was like he didn't have a lot of back like to me personally he didn't have a lot of bangers on there like even the the track the um which the shirt off track i'm like this is a club track that i could hear if i'm like if i'm lit in the club and i hear this i'm a vibe to but other than that it wasn't it wasn't a track that i liked um right no, here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing for me. I like as I get older, like the music that I listen to is different, right? So, like going back to the albums that I'm saying were the best for me for the year, King Disease Two is up there. Like Nas's King Disease Two is up there. Like it's when Drake is rapping, rapping. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a fan. I'm in it. Mm-hmm. Right when when it's when I know that he's catering to because he has to cater to all audiences. Yeah. Right. So I mean, he doesn't have to. He just does it because he doesn't care. He just, he's just he kind of has to. He has to just because he's put himself in that position to always cater to everybody. So I that mean, is what you, that is. If you're being that, honest, like if Drake put out a, a rap, a rap album that would blow up the Internet. Yes. and oh, no. Yeah. If he if he yes did. Yeah. No. I'm because, waiting on that because you'll never I, get it. I think for hip hop fans, it blows it up. But for top 40 fans, not really. So he has to cater to everybody because that's how, that's what it is. He's, he will be in festivals. He'll do all that stuff, right? But I like, right now I'm just listening to like rapper rappers, like where the mm. whole album is rapping. Like, yeah. give, like, me, a, so give like, me a Griselda album. Give yeah, me a Benny the Butcher. Yeah, Benny the, the Butcher. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that Pirates right. Picasso. Right. Me, I have one. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I I do. I mean, I feel like, it, but I feel like it's a solid effort though. I feel like his, that album is better than most 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 albums that any rapper could put out, honestly. Yeah. But that's neither here or there. We're here to talk about sports. Yeah. I just wanted to get y'all because y'all from y'all are Drake. You know, what I'm saying Drake from where y'all from. So I just wanted to yeah, get yeah. you know the official word from you know Drake Canadians is. and what how y'all feel about the album and everything. Uh, but you know, to just jump into the sports scene, our favorite time of the year, basketball season is among us, fellas. Uh, yes, Coach sir. Francis, Ramon, and I, of course, our uh, beloved Lakers fans. But we realize the senator, he, you know, he he feels a different way. We'll get into that in a moment. Um, but I mean, we got through preseason and everything. We got the season coming up on Tuesday, and it's been nothing short of drama in Brooklyn, man, with Kyrie. And I mean. We've, we, our, us ourselves, we've been talking about this probably for the past like two episodes. It's probably the third episode we discussed this just because of new developments, developments and everything. But now that everything come out, Kyrie, just if you've been living under rock, is refusing to get vaccinated. Um, that is a requirement of Brooklyn and to be able to, you know, participate in practices as well as in games. Um, it, it came out that he would be missing home games, but he'd be able to participate on the road. Brooklyn came out and said that they're not having it, that they're saying that they shut that down and was like, hey, until he's a full participant, he's not going to be able to participate with us. So Kyrie is sidelined right now, uh, leaving a lot of money on the table as well uh, because of his uh, refusal to get a vaccination, which will make him a full participant. Uh, We'll let you guys have the floor with this and your thoughts uh, and then also your predictions on whether he will get vaccinated or you feel like this is going to be a season long thing so to me i'll start with this because to me um Kyrie, he has the ability to choose not to get vaccinated 
He has he has that ability because of where he stands financially. Whether he's playing or not, he's still going to be with through endorsements. He's still going to be able to take care of himself, take care of his family, take care of his loved ones. Period. In regards to like a guy like Andrew Wiggins, who doesn't have that stability, like he like he's been putting up like 19 points per game for his career, which is pretty good numbers. But every year it's like, oh, this guy's a bust. This guy's a bust. This guy's a bust. So he's he's one of those guys where like he can't afford to. To, to miss 40 games because who knows like no like next year okay golden state might just drop him and then now you're gonna put now you're on orlando and your career is kind of you know done so he so he, he's in a position where he's like okay i gotta get this vaccine Kyrie on the other hand doesn't have to get it so he's in a position of power right now um i agree with Kyrie. you know like I, I i'm not vaccinated i don't think it should you you should be forced to be vaccinated uh i believe um like, I understand why the NBA is taking that approach because it's a business. They have to take care of their brand. I understand it completely. Um, but it's kind of unfortunate for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I've, I feel Kyrie is very passionate about what he, about what he does. Like, he does a lot of uh, humanitarian stuff off the court. So, he's not – like, money don't mean anything to him. So, I personally think he's, gonna, he's not going to play the whole year or until they – or until they, they, they change it so that he can play. Because you know how <clears throat> anybody who comes to Brooklyn, they can – like, if you're not vaccinated, you can play. You know, um, uh, so until Brooklyn decides to change that or until the NBA change, like, oh, NBA can't really do anything, but until Brooklyn changes that, I think he's going to sit out. Long-winded answer, but yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to play, and I commend him for what he's doing. I don't – I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, I did it because of what I do for my full-time job and the people that I'm around in my full-time job. So I'm like, I got to protect myself. I got to protect my people outside Mm -hmm. of work, right? So, but if they put a mandate in selling me that I had to get vaccinated, I probably would not get vaccinated because of that. Like, don't give me the option to choose if I want to do it or not. And I'm okay with that. And I feel like, so New York has it where you have to be, uh fully vaccinated to enter so it's not even like he could if they trade him to the knicks it's the same thing he can't play right so it's the exact same thing and in california it's the same thing you can't trade him out over there so if he was gonna miss half toronto too and toronto too but toronto they have the exempt of for for uh, players outside players yeah but if you live if you get traded and you live there then you have to be vaccinated to enter so even if he was gonna miss um all the home games that still takes away four potentially four games away if he goes to california right like so he might only play 38 games for the season like it just doesn't make sense so i think he won't play i'm also very disappointed by a lot of the black media around around it even a smith is killing them man crazy yeah i mean I mean, I, I'll say this. I mean, Stephen, they had a lot to say, and he going to keep it 100. And, you know, a lot of things that he said, maybe the way he said it may have been a little harsh, but, of course, you have to enter in that entertainment aspect of it. But the gist of what he's saying and, let, and him letting down his teammates and, you know, what they're building and the sacrifice that he has to make. Um, I know that, I know that you fellas, I don't know uh, how, how it works over there, but I know with me, like, 
and here when you go to college, like I went to LSU, like you had to get you was, it, you had to get certain vaccines or you couldn't enroll. You know, um, it, it, you know, to me now, you know that the, that this is kind of new to everybody. You know, with the COVID vaccine, like this is no no different than how it's always been. So it, it's kind of like I feel like when you think about it in that sense, if you if you're not anti-vax, because I do believe in that everybody has the right to choose whether they want it or not. Being that he said that he was he was n- not anti-vax or not pro-vax, that's the kind of issue that I have. Is because if you're not if you're not anti-vax, then I mean I feel like he letting KD down, he letting James down, and I feel like it's it's something that he's fighting for that it's it's just not gonna you know but it's not you, gonna pan out. If you can I ask you a quick question? Did you see his IG live? Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched. So in his explanation, because the media was bashing him the entire time before that, yeah. before he before he spoke out on his own, right? Mm. And him saying that he needs more research, I think that makes more sense because at one point it was you get the two shots and you're good. But then it changed to two shots and now you might need a booster shot. And then each year you might need to get a booster shot because they said after six months, the effects of the vaccine goes down. So you need to get a booster shot. So like if he's looking at it from his family point of view and saying, hey, like, I want to make sure that if I take this, that it's actually really going to help me and my family before, not just in the early stages when nobody really knows the full effect of what the vaccine actually does. Yeah, I I think with it too, though, I I get that point. But I think you have to also look at precedent and how things have also worked in the past. Because I think what things were looked at is, okay, if we can go about this and everyone, let's just say, get vaccinated, then you are able to kind of get rid of this potentially per se of how it's supposed to go. But if vaccination numbers don't reach a certain point, then that's where you allow for Delta variants to come. And so that's why you get into a place where this thing can mutate, then you do need a booster. Then as even you think about it, you know, if this thing persists and it's an endemic where it doesn't stop ever, then you face a situation just like we have flu season, where of course each year when the flu rolls around, you come and you're getting a shot kind of each year with it. So I do get it from a standpoint of maybe you do, need that research and all of that but but my whole thing is that i would want to make sure too that Kyrie, you know is in fact seeking that out because a lot of people i've heard people say that and things have been presented to them and they still aren't taking what's being presented to them so sometimes you know don't get me wrong i know that Kyrie is a really philosophical type of guy deep thinking type of guy this was you know, even the whole earth is flat type of guy, like he's that type of guy that's a lot of things becomes conspiracies and all of that for him. And so like my whole thing would, okay, so what's going to be that point? Like, are we going to keep kicking the can down the road? When are you going to figure this out? Um, so that's my whole thing that I would, you know, want to want to see from it. You know, everyone has their choice to each his own with it. But I think that also too, you have to understand in, in where you sit and who you are, like this kind of stuff comes with the territory. So when you have elected, okay, you can hoop, you make it to this level, you get that type of platform. Like when people don't agree with whatever you say or what you think, like the scrutiny is going to come. And um, 
no matter what way you look at it, it's it's a sticky situation. It's it's not a situation where it looks good on all the courts. And so I get it. Hey, if that's his choice, that's his decision. Hey, more power to him. That's don't have to worry about the Brooklyn Nets potentially uh, down the line. So I say that from a light end of it. Uh, but you know, kind of at the end of the day, like, yeah, let him make his decision. But the things that come from it, there's going to be just like we recorded recently decisions and consequences. There's going to be consequences that come and different things that you have to deal with from that blowback. And one thing, of course, he'll have to sit out, but then scrutiny is going to come. And I think that he has to be able to rest in dealing with all of that. No, that's facts. I yeah, think man. I want to quickly just bring up one point. And I, to- I totally agree with what you just said. In Calgary, um, they were like, if we get to a certain percentage of people vaccinated, that they were just going to open everything up, right? And magically, it, it happened three days before Stampede was supposed to happen. So Stampede went off without a mask, uh, without mask mandate, all that stuff, just randomly. Just, yep, you can go out there and live your life, right? No, no uh, limitations. They would say, hey, try social distancing, but if you can't, okay. What, what is Stampede? And, if you so Stampede is it. like, Stampede is like uh, Calgary's biggest event. It's mm. like a 10 day thing. It's like rodeo. It's like, it's like going, living in Nashville, like when they have like their big things. Right. And so Calgary is known for that. Like it's known for stampede. And so the mayor came out and said, like, it's going to be the best summer ever. And he made sure to say like best summer ever right now, the ICUs are overcrowded. The COVID cases have skyrocketed. Like it's like September, like the ending, like the middle of September to like, I would say maybe last week, the number, we were getting like 3000 cases a day. Like it was, the numbers were ridiculous, right? And this is because people thought, hey, most people might be vaccinated because 70% of the people were supposed to, that was the number. So yeah. let's go out there and live recklessly. You know what I mean? Like I didn't do that. I still I stayed away from that shit stuff. Yeah. But but um, I just know like a lot of people got it after some variant or even the original case just because. Yeah. And they had they had the, some were one shot, some were two shots, some had no shots, right? So it was yeah. depending. Like it's just it's a weird situation. It's a weird time. Yeah. Yeah, it is, man. So y'all think y'all so with just with us knowing what we know, we I think we all collectively agree that Kyrie is pretty headstrong. You know, he he ain't gonna do nothing unless he wanna do it. So you think that, that that's gonna affect do you feel like that's gonna affect Brooklyn? Or do you feel like they have enough with their roster with a James Hudd and Katie to get if I was Brooklyn, if I was Brooklyn and I got Katie in his prime, James in his prime, I got like they're they're relying so heavily on Marcus Aldridge and Blake and these older guys at the end of the road end of the rotation, um, to support the like, like to play inside. You know they're relying all like like Blake, Marcus, um, Millsap, James Johnson. All these guys are like guys who are like in like their thirteenth whatever plus year in the career. Yeah. Um, so you, you don't have a lot of time with with this roster. So if I'm them, as much as Kyrie threatened to retire, as much as Kyrie brought. KD to Brooklyn as much as Kyrie is from that Jersey area I'm moving Kyrie for whatever I can get from honestly like if I can get a solid 3 and D guy if I can get 
some draft picks, if I can get some cash consideration, I'm moving them. I'm moving off. I think, honestly, they have enough without Kyrie. I, I don't think they can be – I think push them to show. I think Lakers are better. Um, the fit's not there, but we, we can get into that. But and I think the Bucks, even though they lost P.J. Tucker, they're, they're, they're better. I think Miami can – like, Brooklyn got to go through a gauntlet to get to the finals. They got to go through possibly Miami. They got to go through possibly Brooklyn. Like, so, I mean, not, not Brooklyn. Um, Milwaukee. Miami and Bucks. Yeah, yeah, they got, they got to go through those guys. So, like, if I'm them, I'm moving Kyrie for whatever I can get, and I'm running with Harden at the one, uh, Harris, KD, you know, like, who, like whoever I want to put James Johnson, no stuff, whoever you want to put on the four, I think they're better that way. I think uh, Harden has shown that he can handle the burden of playing the one. Uh, he can create. Um, so that's what I'm doing if I'm them. I doubt they're going to do that. Um, because that would just be like, like they'll be a, they'll, they'll be afraid that they'll lose KD because KD is so finicky. He's so like you'll know where you get from day and night. Um, so I think I doubt they'll do that. But if it was me personally, whether it's two K or real life, whatever it is, I'm moving Kyrie. Yeah, um, I don't know if anybody had a trade for him though. But like, there would like obviously like like they're not going to get if they if they did this earlier, they could have got probably Ben. For you know, like they could, they could have got something not great, but something for him. I think personally, maybe that you added more piece. Like maybe you add like I don't know, like someone else that like two guys end the bench, whatever. But right now, like Kyrie is, is more negative than he is positive. Like even though they 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 kind of shelved him for the foreseeable future, you're still getting questions for about Kyrie every single day. You know that that's not going away, and for somebody who's already in the spotlight for being a big three, and for somebody who like Katie, who's already all, always in social media, um, there's so many questions questions around these guys. They lost to Bucks last year. Like, there's so many things around them. Like having Kyrie there, or Ky- Kyrie even a possibility there, is just gonna, I think, damper their season. Um, I think it's gonna be a downfall f- for their season. I think they're a team that they can get got, you know, whether it's by Miami, whether it's by, who knows, Boston, whether it's by Philly, like, they're not a team where I'm like, okay, they're locked. I don't think personally. Um, So, yeah, like, even if you can get draft picks and build for the future, or if you can, like, get, I don't know, like, there'll be someone out there who will take a chance on Kyrie because he's so skilled. You're not going to get a top seven guy uh, you know, on a roster, but you're going to get pieces. And I think that helps out. Less is more. Yeah. yeah. I think just quickly jumping right quickly on the, the Kyrie the tip of things and, and potentially on the trade scenario, just for me, you know, I understand, you know, what you're saying about kind of going ahead and dismissing it and just seeing what you can get. I would at least wait to closer to the trade deadline. I would just kind of see, you know, we know Kyrie is headstrong. But still, like the guy is a supreme talent, and sure. you know your your best chance to win it all is if you keep all of those guys in the fold. So just like you're saying, I would still leave that possibility that hey, I'm gonna be talking to other GMs in the league. I'm gonna be seeing what's out there, but maybe waiting till closer to the trade deadline to my feet or to the fire more so to say, okay, well something is not resolved at this point. It doesn't seem like things are going to change. Okay, maybe we do have to just go ahead and ship you. But I think I would kind of wait more to a a last minute, okay, let me see what I can get type of thing. Now, do I know that that could have the other end of it to where you could get more diminishing returns because people feel, okay, you're desperate at this point? Maybe. 
Uh, so I do get that side of it as well. You want to leverage and get as much as you can, but it's like, it's it's just hard, man. I, I think I would just kind of see the longest, you know, if something can change there. They're not going to do anything until KD says it's time to do something. Mm-hmm. So, no, but they but, so. but but they asked KD already, and KD said he doesn't want. Said, KD said, KD yeah, said KD gonna be politically correct. That's his yeah. boy, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I mean, I, I agree with you, Senator. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it, it. Nothing's gonna happen until KD says it. When KD tired of it, then he's gonna I eventually give the okay for him to you know be moved. But uh, or yeah, I mean, Harden or Harden has to go in and say it's either him or me. Because Harden's Harden's contract ends this year, so if they mm. want to extend him, they, he could put Brooklyn into a position to say, "All right, let's really think about this." But those are the only two two people that are going to make cause a trade for Kyrie. And then you you, you look at Harden saying that he's never been through um, free agency before, so he already kind of throwing out the hints yeah. that you know that he's willing to walk, but. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, as a Lakers fan, like like it was mentioned, I'm I'm happy that probably like our biggest threat is going through it right now. Um, but we're gonna get into it, man. Tuesday night is the season opener. We got two games coming up. Uh, I guess this is an opportunity, as it's been exposed already, that we got three Lakers fans on the podcast. The senator, man, I know that you're a Raptors fan. How you feeling about this season? How y'all feel about y'all new draft pick? Like, what, what should we expect from the Raptors this season, man? Uh, I like the I like the rookies. Um, I I think that they play hard. Um, <laughs> oh, honestly, man. to tell you the truth, this is here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I arrive with my team regardless of the record. Like, I've been with them in the bad times. I've been with them in the good times. It doesn't matter. But um. I think it all depends on the success of the team depends on if who is the leader of the team. Mm. And I don't think they, I think this year is going to be one of those challenging years of, they don't know exactly who the leader is. Like we all know before on court leader was Lowry. Now that he's not there, I know they want Siakam to be the Batman, but I don't think he plays good in that role. And he got he got a con- like a contract extension and he got paid by being Kawhi's Robin. You know what I mean? So like right. I think at this point right now they just got to figure out who the actual leader is and if I have to choose I would choose Fred. But yeah. but I'm not on the court. So let's we'll wait to see. Okay. And where do I think that they're going to land? the seven to 10 mark to tell you the truth, but okay. playing, so gotta, playing games. Look, I respect you so much, man. Cause it's hard for you to put your favorite team in that perspective. Uh, I, one thing about you guys though, I mean, y'all draft the best y'all, y'all choose the guys that others not looking at. So I feel like that alone, you have, you, you can look forward to a team that, Y'all, I feel like every year y'all have a guy that come out of nowhere. It feels like that's like that guy. And you're like, man, what was he drafted at? Like, you know, where did he come from? You know, so y'all have a great recruiting team over there. So, I mean, who knows, man? Maybe y'all, you know, y'all may, you know, y'all may make some shake, like you say, may make some noise in the playoffs. 
Scotty Barnes, man. Remember the name, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, Scotty Barnes. How you feel about Scotty Barnes? Did you like that pick? No, I think like watching him in the preseason, like I didn't really know him beforehand, but watching him in the preseason, I was like, okay, I like I like players that feel like they don't they're not afraid of the moment. And I know preseason is not really considered the season, but as a rookie, when you go in there and you're getting those minutes, it's for you to either prove that you're there or you being demoted to G League for a little bit and then coming back up, right? Like, but he he was not scared to guard anybody. Like he went at everybody. So I was like, all right, that, this is what this is the type of energy you want, right? So Definitely. him and him and OG might might be a real good defensive. To me, role. to me, I think they got three of the same players. So it's like, like I think OG, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal are all interchangeable. They're all. Six, yeah, I six do. Nine, I feel, I feel the same way. I feel all the same, same player to me. So it's like, I don't, I, I like, me, none of those guys are gonna like are gonna be the it guy. They're, they're all, they, they all can be anywhere from like a six, seven, eight, ninth guy on your on your roster. A great, great rotation, rotation player. Um, but I don't see any of those guys being the guy. So for me, if I, if I was looking at this draft, I would have been trying to get the guy so like I would have been I, I would have I would have made a move to try and go up and get Jalen Green I would have maybe picked up Jalen Suggs instead like I think Barnes like he he doesn't have like his his floor is a lot higher than a lot of other guys so like you know what you're gonna get from him like he's gonna be a high intensity high hustle high rebound great energy you know like never messed up kind of guy like he's gonna be one of those steady guys in your rotation who you can plug and play like a James Johnson kind of guy or like more like one of those kind of players, but in order for them Raptors to get where they want to get to, I think they need to accumulate talent and accumulate guys who can who, who have a higher ceiling. So like a guy like Jalen Green, like you see already, like he has star potential written all over him. He has charismatic, like he's charismatic. You you see that all over him. So like I would have made that move, um, but yeah, Raptors will be a ninth, tenth team, I think. In the East. Oh wow, he got a miss in the playoffs. We'll see. Know. We'll see yeah. how it turn out. They'll be in that <laughs> I, playing game. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be real with it. Uh, just prepare yourself for the lottery. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just, gotta, oh, <laughs> just just prepare for <laughs> prepare for the lottery. Uh, I, I hate to say it, but like like you said, you just don't have a definitive leader like that defined guy. Um, that's that's there that's gonna stick out. You know, like you said, Fred could potentially be that guy. You could see what Dragic may do coming over there. You know, if he can stay healthy. Um, you you identified already who Pascal Siakam is. So I just I just feel like they're they're gonna kind of struggle this season to be honest. And to me, the East has gotten stronger. Like this is maybe the strongest we've seen the East in maybe a decade. <laughs> so. Um, it, it, it's no, you know, where you can kind of take off and be to me an under 500 team and be, you know, in the playoffs in the East. Like right now you're looking at a solid seven or eight, like really solid teams over there in the East. Nah, so yeah, things going to be tough. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be extremely tough. I'm not, I'm, I'm a, I'm a realistic Raptors fan. That's the <laughs> thing though. Like, I'm, but what I will say is the one thing that will help towards Toronto is they're a lot younger team compared to a lot of other teams. So for example, Miami, Miami is an older team now, even with the moves that they did, there was great moves, picking up Lowry, picking up Markeith Morris. Like those are good moves, but they're also older guys, right? We've seen injury hit teams and 
knock them from where they should be to like a lower seed or fighting to play in games, right? So like this is a subtle shot at the Lakers. I'm just I'm just messing with it. Hey, agree, three but... three sixty yeah. might turn to one eighty real quick. You never know. Hey, but my counter to that is that even though the young guys on on the Raptors, they're not all like Fred has been banged up. Uh, Siakam has Lee. has been banged up. OG has been banged up. So like even all those young guys, like they've like OG missed a good portion of games. Fred missed a, a good portion of games. Same thing with Siakam. They've all missed a good portion of games. So like injuries, one of those things that happens to everybody. Um, so well, uh, I, I tell you this, man. I, I I look at the Raptors and I, I always look at a team that's fun to watch. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best way you can say. <laughs> no, but we're moving on, man. We're doing our look. Senator Gator, I look at his favorite team. So now we gotta lay out the Lakers. Of course, they, you know, that's that's our favorite team. Whatever, remind me and coach. Uh. Just kind of like the moves we made, of course, the acquisition of Westbrook, um, AD's there, LeBron's there. Uh, we've had some moving parts around here, uh, but we ultimately may be the favorite to win it all this year. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm going to let y'all have the floor and just, you know, kind of talk about the Lakers and what y'all expect from there this season. I will start by saying this. I wasn't a fan of the Westbrook move. I'm still not a fan of it. Um, but hmm. he... I'm not a fan of Westbrook. Like, he's a great player, but what, like, as a coach, like, what he does, like, he's like, he's like a square trying to go into like a, like a, like a, like a, like a circle, you know, a square player trying to get the circle. Like, he just, this doesn't fit what they're doing and what he does well. Like, you have two other better decision makers on that court. So, like, I'd rather have the ball in Bron's hands. I'd rather have the ball in Rondo's hands. And then now you have Westbrook kind of, Relevant, but the good thing, that, the thing that I like about the trade that I, that I thought about a lot in the in the past and recently has been Westbrook allows Braun and AD to play longer into the year. So Westbrook by himself, if you put what if you take Braun and AD off this team and you have Westbrook with the shooters they have, Melo, the young guys, you have them with that team can win thirty games in the NBA that team right there. So with that being said, there, there, there's going to be nights like Braun probably won't play back-to-back. AD probably will miss some back-to-back. So like it, it, it gives those guys extra games um, into the end of the year. So I, I, I like that. Like you can have Westbrook being, being the, <clears throat> like the, 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 like the horse. Um, but yeah, I wasn't a fan. <clears throat> I wanted Chris Paul. I wanted uh, any, almost any other guard, man. Like I'm not a fan of Westbrook's game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I get it. I get it. But. Yeah. No. No. I, I. I get it. I get kind of what you're saying about some of the difficulties of fitting. Uh. One thing that I will say, ultimately, with it, you know, I'll kind of trust what Bron and AD have been able to see to say, okay, we want this guy to come along. We want this guy to play with us, and trust that they'll do the necessary things to figure it out. Just as you've seen, you know, AD showing more willingness to play the five. You know, Braun playing the four because, of course, you're going to need that floor spacing when you got a guy like Westbrook out there. Like, you can't really have a true center playing and, and having AD play the four, Braun play the three, and one guy that's, you know, quote unquote, spacing the floor. So, you are definitely going to need those guys to really commit to playing the four and the five more often that you can surround it with some shooting. I agree with your point. Definitely what you were saying about Russ that throughout the course of the year, 
that's just going to help out so much and it's going to have you fresher when you come into the playoffs and I think that the move was pretty much made that they realized okay Brooklyn has these three guys over here we feel like we need another guy that can step up and, and sit at the same table pretty much that okay you got your three we got our three. I know, you know, Dame would have probably been best case scenario, but you really weren't going to be able to find a move to be able to make that happen. Um, and hey, then, of course. Quick question. Yep. Would you have, would you all have liked the other trade that was on the table more? So this is what I will say on that trade. From like a just sheer like basketball sense, it makes more sense from just a sheer basketball perspective. You had a the floor spacer and Buddy Hill. I mean, just naturally he fits with a guy like Braun and AD. What I will say is that what we even saw in this past playoff run with guys who haven't really shown themselves to be able to step up in those moments, they weren't really ready for it. You saw Schroeder shrink in the moment. We haven't seen Buddy play in the big moment yet. You know, it sounds great that, you know, what he can do from a shooting perspective, floor spacing perspective. But when those bright lights come on in the playoffs and you getting those looks, are you definitely going to can them in those moments? Or, you know, are you going to potentially struggle as the lights get brighter? So that was my only kind of pause with the buddy deal was it's going to be great in the regular season. It's going to fit great next to Brian and AD. It's going to space the floor like it needs to be spaced. But can we count on you when we in a series and we really need you to come through? Are you going to have a Joe Harris type moment where KD's passing it to you where you wide open and you clank it? That was my only my thoughts. That's why I still, even though that fit more than the Westbrook deal fit, I still would choose the Westbrook deal just from the standpoint of I know that guy has that experience. I believe that in the moment, while he may not be the greatest decision maker, and we all can agree to that, he has head scratching moments. But I know that that guy is, like you said, a gamer, and he's not gonna fold under the pressure. So that was just my thoughts. I just think that AD should have given up the number three. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think that? Because Dwight Howard is back on the Lakers for the third time. If anyone (laughs) deserves the number three, it's every time he leaves and comes back, just change his number to the the amount of times he's come back to the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I, feel I like you, that. Bro. I like I that a lot, man. Hey, look, so let's get into it even deeper, man. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I feel like the East, like Ramon mentioned, has gotten way better. Uh, so I know how he feels about it. But I, I, I feel like, you know, it's a lot of contenders that, you know, the, the NBA season might be loaded as it's ever been. And, you know, I kind of wanted you guys to take on who, who, who you think is the sleeper in this league. Who do you think is going to make some noise this year on the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference side? I don't know, I don't know about the league, but that Bulls team, they're going to surprise some 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 people. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, yeah I like gonna, them a lot. I'm not sure they're good enough to beat, like, Knicks. Like, like the Knicks are physical. I'm not sure they're good enough to beat. Like, they've, they don't have a star, so, like, I'm not sure if they can they can beat, like, like Atlanta. They have they have They have – Good, like great, like I think Zach Levine is a, is a yeah. Zach Levine is Zach's a Le- Zach's re- <laughs> he's real. He's a he's a he's a low. T- he's like a, a B minus guy. So he's, so he, so he, to me, he's a good to great guy. But like you look at a, a, a guy like like he's not in the category of like Braun, AD, like those guys. So like he's a so like yeah. So like still like that's what I call great, right? So mm-hmm. like. 
they don't they don't have that kind of guy. So but 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 they are my sleeper for sure. Like they're I don't know about like the West. Like it's it's so tough because like a team like Minnesota has so much like they got yeah. talent. And like it's like every so, year. So how many wins you think the Bulls will get this season? Being that they they are a sleeper. 40, 45 to 50, okay. like 45. And what seed do you think? Uh, it's tough, man, because the East is like the East got so many like they can be a fifth seed. Like I, okay. I look I at them, like I look at them in the, in the same light as I saw as I saw Knicks last year. Like the Knicks were that team where they're like, okay, you can see them like if things click right for them, they can they can make some damage because like even like they got like like Bulls have like everything you know like they got DeRozan who's like. A proven scorer. They got Zach Levine, who has star potential. Like I don't think he's a, like a star star yet, but he has star potential to be that kind of guy. Lonzo, like he hit more threes last year than Trey Young, and a, a lot of guys don't don't like know that. Like like Lonzo has turned into like a legit. Like he's not a sniper, but he's turned into like a legit threat on the perimeter. Um, so you have him pushing the ball. You got like their big uh, Vucevic, Orlando. Yeah, they got the big from Orlando. So like they got they got pieces, man. Um, so I see them as a fifth seed, okay. fighting, right, fighting right there with like they're they're right there with Atlanta, Knicks, and Boston. I think in, in that in that four to six range. All right, cool. So who who's who, who's next? Who who's the sleeper? Uh, sleeper. I was gonna say the Bulls. Um, okay. I, I have them at four fifth seed. I think that. Um, Philly is going to slide down to either the fifth or the sixth seed, to tell you the truth. Uh, and it all depends on what happens with Ben Simmons, like what trade, if they manage a trade, what they get from him or yeah. And then for the West, I think just because they didn't make playoffs last year, I'm putting them as my sleeper team, the Warriors. So, mm. yeah, if Clay get back, I'm woke on them completely. Yeah, yeah. I'm completely yeah. woke I'm on them. Yeah. I'm saying it's What's a sleeper because they missed playoffs last year. Hey, so, people, like, people forget Clay hadn't played ball in two years. two years. People forget how great he is. Like, he's, like, that dude. he's legitimately a star, a superstar in the league. And, and when he get, get Wiseman back, yeah, like, yeah. so yeah. I'm not yeah. sleeping on them. And I, in I, the I, way that Jordan Poole has developed, like Jordan Poole is a nice rotation player at this point. Like I think a pickup yeah. of Otto Porter is gonna help them too. Yes. Um man, you just look at how Steph played last year and just how he almost was an MVP candidate before he went down. Well, he was an MVP candidate before he went down. Like just his scoring and what he brings to the game and how you have to account for him on every possession. You know, I, I feel like you you put a guy like Clay with him again, it's over with, man. They could have got they could have got a lot more wins too if Uber actually started hitting his shots when he Oh yeah, Uber is so it was because that was like horrible. <laughs> like the, those first I think it was like first right. seven games or something like that. It was like, it was like he one only for hit 30. like yeah, one for thirty. And it's like right. in order for that team to be successful, they have to have space on the floor. And if they can sag off of you and just focus on double teaming Steph, you're yeah. not going to get those wins, right? So yeah. 
I agree. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm go ahead and take it. You want to go next or my? Nah, it don't matter. Yeah. It don't matter. You can try. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Charlotte, man. The Charlotte hey, Hornets. I should have went before you. You took <laughs> my sleeper, man. Yeah. I mean, they got a bunch of young guys there that's that's uh, continuing to develop. Like Miles Bridges, he impressed me a lot last year. Um, along with PJ Washington, uh, of course, if he can stay healthy and. Well, they got they got Kelly. Prayers uh, up for PJ. Yeah, poor kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> prayers, <laughs> prayers. And uh, I mean, Lamelo, man, he's amazing, bro. I feel like he really makes everybody around him better. I feel like that's the glue that they need, as long as he can stay healthy. And Terry Rozier, that's the veteran killer mentality presence that you will have on a team that can drive them. Um, I feel like that's a team that's really people are going to sleep on, but I feel like they're so young and they're just having fun. I feel like that's the key. Like they're just having fun. They don't know what it is, but they just having fun. They love playing with each other and for each other. So I feel like all of those reasons, I feel like they're going to make a lot of noise in the East. Um, and I feel like they're going to be a top team. I feel like they're going to be a contender. Definitely. Question for you. Uh, well, it's for both of you guys. Cause you both were going to choose Charlotte pretty much. Right. Yeah. Does Jello get called up? No. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things, like, it's kind of like uh, Giannis, like his brothers. Like, it, it, all three of those have, they, they have chips, okay? It, one of the brothers, of course, because Giannis probably said, okay, a part of my extension, y'all have to sign my brother. And then I feel like when he was with the Lakers, it, the Lakers – Sign him thinking that Giannis was going yeah. to register. It was like, okay, let's you know, let's see if we can sign his brother and we can right. lure Giannis in. So I feel like it, you know, I feel like Jello. I mean, I feel like if 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 Melo is able to get to that level of a Giannis to where like he just like a super superstar, he'd be like, look, I'm not signing here until you sign my brother. Yes, but I feel like that's like three years down the line. I think he can get a two way. Uh, I think he can get a two-way deal to where, like, you know, he get called up for occasional games here or there. I don't think, you know, as far as him just having a full-out deal where he's just completely 100% roster spot. But I think, you know, with the NBA going to the fact that you can have two two-way spots where they plan in the G League part of the time, get called up for a couple of games, especially when you're facing injuries and different things like that, I think he can get that type of opportunity. Um so, so to answer your question, I don't see like full out roster spot, but I can see a two way spot from him. I can see a two way. <laughs> hey, but that that's sad, bro. Like, <laughs> like how how do you feel if you if you Jello, man? You the middle like, brother. Probably yeah. going through it for sure. Probably, for sure, going through it. And like and and like to to, to go on on a, on a mellow like you like you know how the organization thinks highly of him when they let Devonte Graham walk. They let him yeah. walk, and he was in contention yeah. for MIP last year. Yeah, and they and, and they let him walk. So, so so that tells you right right out of the gate. Okay, these guys value Melo highly. Uh, oh, see, we back to saying Melo. I remember we were on y'all pod. We had this whole discussion whether we could say Melo or love Melo, whether he had earned just the Melo. And I said I was fine with saying Melo, but everybody was like, oh, no, he ain't earned it yet. So now I'm starting to see over time winning y'all over a little bit. He's that guy, though. He's that guy. So we're going to go – we're going to switch over to Western Conference. Uh I, I don't think this is a sleeper as a Western Conference team, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
Uh, I feel like Portland. I say this every year. Like Portland's always my favorite at the end of the year. But just what Dame has bringing and what they continue to like develop there, I feel like the Blazers are a team to look out for in the West this year. I think they fumbled the ball. They had a chance. They had a chance to be like no one's gonna be like no one's gonna beat the, the Lakers. I, I don't think in the West personally, but they had a chance to put themselves in that conversation. They should have traded CJ for Ben Simmons. They should have done that. Oh yeah. They 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 fought like people forget Ben Simmons was a first team all defensive player last year. Back up like like runner up to defensive player of the year. So like he's he's no slouch. He was an all star last year. Like yeah, he's going through it. People are throwing dirt in his name. But you put I think personally you put Ben in that dream on rule where you pick and roll with Ben Simmons and you you have Ben Simmons be the the, 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 the guy out of that pick and roll making decisions. And you got Norman Powell in the corner, who was the best three-point shooter in the corner last year. You got Robo. You got um, Covington there. You got Dane as a throwback. You got Nurk. Like, they got so many pieces around there. And you allow Dane to play off the ball a little bit. Like, I get CJ and Dame have this special bond. They've been together for seven years. I get it. Like, they, they, yeah. they got like, that brotherhood thing. But That's a and, solid and, point. That's a solid yeah, point. And we was, we're going to transfer. Yeah. We're going to transition into being – and like you saying, so you feel like Ben, just solely speaking on him, not team-wise or anything, you give him the bag and he still won't shoot. You know, we saw in the playoffs where he would, like, go out of his way not to get fouled so he wouldn't have to end up on the free throw line. Come on, I, man. I but, think, he wouldn't, but he wouldn't have to shoot. He wouldn't have to, he wouldn't have to be – like, he, he wouldn't have to shoot. All you have to do is use his length and be a playmaker. He wants to be a playmaker. That's, that's what he wants to be. And then – on a team like that, like essentially, you have the ability to put him at the five if you want to. First, you put of him all, at the five and play small. Like, first I just of think all, I, limitless, man, but they fumbled the bag. I said that from the jump that I think Ben should go to Portland. And, the, and there's two reasons why I said that. <laughs> One, smaller market. So it's not as far as media wise. As long as he's in Philly, if he's in New York, if he's in California, it's those are large markets. Send him to a smaller market where he won't hear those criticisms as loudly as he does now. Because now I think it's just a, him, him just saying, "Okay, you guys think I can't shoot? I'm gonna show you guys that I'm not gonna shoot, but we're gonna win games." Like I think he's just trying to prove a point. The same thing that we said with Kyrie yes, about the stuff. It's the same thing with Ben. And the next thing that I'm gonna say about Portland is. You called it a sleeper team. I think the GM is just sleeping. Right. Because, right. because right. when free agency started, Hold everybody would, there was a bunch of people getting signed, and the only signing that they had the first day was Cody Zeller. If Cody that Zeller. is your big yeah. splash saying that you're gonna support Dame, that is not the way to do it. Right? Like somebody has to like tell Portland, like. Dame is young still, but game changes instantly. Either you guys are gonna win now with him, or you guys are never winning. And let he's and out. He's like, if they made that move, as much as you got CJ, you make that move, you pick up, you put Ben on that roster. That gives Dame something to think about. Like, okay, you know what? I voiced my opinion that that I wasn't happy with our with our roster, whatever. I want to win now. Yada yada yada. I go out and get this player, and now I'm like. Now they're up, they're in contention. Right now, Portland is like 
I don't know. Yeah, that lineup would no. be crazy too if you think about it. If you had Dame, Norm, Covington, Simmons, Nurk. they still have they they have they have Tony Snell, they have Larry Nance, they got they got they got pieces that can be three and D kind of and their right. star Cody Zeller. Right. So, so I, I don't want to mistake y'all. I mean, I know, I know y'all. So I agree with y'all with the Blazers and everything. So yeah, y'all agree how Dame been moving these past couple weeks? No, hell no. No, no. I mean, basically, essentially, I feel like he's like a sport. Uh, I don't want to insult him, but I like Ben because he comes from LSU. Let's start off. He's a great player. <laughs> Wait, hold up. No, hold up. I just got to stop it right here. This is the guy. He will come down on Ben and say all of that and then at the end of it. But I like Ben. He's my guy. <laughs> like, he would do that time and time again. I'm like, bro, just just stick to it, bro. Just just yeah. go ahead and call him out for who he is, yeah, what he I is. Do like you ben, don't have to say, but I like Ben. Call it seems like to me he's a little spoiled, man. I, he's heard some criticisms from everybody, and it's like he's tucked it tucked in his tail. Like, I feel like Philly shouldn't be at fault for anything because it's like all they're asking you to do is to get better. We threw you the bag, like get better. And from year to year, he still doesn't improve his shot, whatever it is mentally that he won't even attempt the shot. I mean, you look at Giannis in preseason. If Giannis is doing that in the regular season, I'm gonna say that, yeah. I was gonna say that. And then someone mentioned Lonzo, I think that was yep. coach mentioned Lonzo yeah. and his improvement in his shot. Like, why if 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 Lonzo can do it, then why can't Ben? The you know, and, and the right. great late Kobe Bryant said, like I keep mentioning, is that he's gonna re- he said that Ben will regret if he never gets a shot, he will regret it because he's not gonna be able to accomplish what he could have accomplished if he had a shot. Yeah, hey, the 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 prop that yeah, I, I, the shooting is a problem. But to me, the problem is, is that he's not even taking them. Mm, yeah. You know, like, 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 whether or not, like, he makes them, like, you know, shooting is, is confidence. So, like, it comes and goes, you know, whatever, whatever. But, like, the fact that he's not even taking them, like, you look at long, um, Giannis last year, he wasn't, a, he wasn't a great shooter at all. But he was still taking that mid-range three, four, or five times a game. Not, now you're like, okay, well, he's going to shoot it. He, he, might, he might hit one of them. Now I got to go defend it. Now you're more of a threat. Ben wasn't even shooting the ball, so that's where the issue is. Like he, yeah. he, I don't want to say he quit on he quit on them, but he's not even trying, you know. So like, and for that, yeah, I want to say me. shout out Markel Fultz because oh, because everyone was saying his shot was broken and it was <laughs> mentally whatever. But in Orlando, what he he'll try to take shots. He'll yeah, try. Yeah. He'll drive. He's figured it out like to a degree. He's. He's not just sticking with that thing of I'm not going to attempt a shot. Like he is trying to do it, and that's a former Philly player that went to a different place, small. Even though it's Orlando, that's still a smaller market compared to everywhere else, and it gives him the chance to actually work on his game without being as criticized and nitpicked right. as it was if he was going to be in Philly the whole yeah. time. Yeah, I, I sure. feel yeah, no, definitely for sure, and I feel like with Ben's situation. I feel like he's just gaslighting, honestly. Like, I feel like it's one of those things that everybody realizes that he's the problem, but he's trying to make it seem like, no, you're the problem. Like, you're the issue here. We realize that at the root of this, at the core of this, if Ben was shooting the ball, let's just say Ben was just an average shooter. Philly could go deep. Philly could have very well been in the finals. They could have at the least been in the conference finals. And if they're doing that, then there's not this criticism within the organization. Nobody is having to call him out and say X, Y, and Z. But because he didn't step up or because he's not doing what he needs to do to get better, 
he's turning it around and pointing the finger and almost like, no, y'all are the issue. Y'all are the problem here. And I feel like that's at the root and the core of everything. He just doesn't have to meet any self-awareness. And we've seen this since he's been in college. Like, of course, yeah. we mentioned before, we we attended LSU. I remember before the year before Ben came, I still got a post that's out there to this day. Like I couldn't wait for the year of Ben Simmons talking about everything that was going to happen. And, and we've just seen these tendencies and nothing has changed at this point. And so the only way that Ben is going to reach the level that he needs to reach or the level that he can reach is if he's able to finally look at himself in the mirror and say, okay, I need to do something here. I need to develop. Uh, but I do agree that a change of, of scenery would probably help out. But I think also, too, for Philly, from their standpoint, it would, first of all, you have to get the, the right pieces for them. But then also, too, it would set a tough precedent for the league. And I say it in this regard. When teams draft high-profile types of guys, they feel like we're going to have this guy for their rookie deal and for that first, like, extension, because pretty much that's restricted free agency or they get the extension, mm -hmm. whichever way. Like, we're going to have this guy locked in for seven years or so. If Ben is able to come in after one year of that deal and say, hey, I'm out of here, then what happens now with Zion's situation where we're already hearing whispers and Zion signs, you know, the extension. And then as soon as he signs it, he's like, I want to get out of here. It sets a negative precedent for the rest of the league. And I think that's why even the Ben situation has been so scary. Ben yeah. is just, Ben is, Ben is upset too. Cause he, I think it want, he wanted it to be his team. And mm. The conversation has gone to it's in Bede's team and Ben is the Robin, right? And I think when in on his first year, it was that's Ben's team. When Embiid was fully healthy to play, you saw that Embiid was going to be the one. If yeah. Embiid plays well, they win. If Embiid, Embiid, is if Embiid plays horrible, we've seen how badly they will lose and stuff like that. So like I think in his mind, it was it was my team. You guys took it away. It's now Embiid's team. All right, I'm going to do what I got to do to get out of here now because you might not respect right. me like and, that. And this is what I would say in regards to that, too. Now, I, I definitely agree with you with that point. For me, looking at Ben, now do the work to show me that you can be a Batman. We know that even early off when it was the tip of tat with the Lakers back in the day when it was Kobe and Shaq and you know, people would go tip or tat whose teams it is, and people would say it's Shaq's. We already know Kobe's skill set and all that was there. Like, we know that that was there. But Kobe was going to put in the work to show you, okay, I can be a Batman. Like, I am that guy. And so you weren't going to be able to question this game. For me with Ben is, all right, like, show me that you can be a Batman. Like, let your game show me that you know let it not just be the fact you were the number one pick we know you do have a certain type of skill set but you know truly show me that you can be on that nb level that you can be a star player so like i would challenge him if it's like okay i want my team i want to be the guy put in the work to show me that you can be among those guys at the upper echelon in the league nah, sure. just post ig videos of you trying to shoot <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah he always like an all-star in the empty gym all right. videos like but yeah that's, that's NBA catfish. right <laughs> oh, NBA that's good that's good look man I, I feel like we shouldn't have talked about that as long as we did but it was a good conversation but, <laughs> uh, we do have to get into the nba preseason awards y'all putting y'all credibility credibility on the line uh we'll start off with uh coach of the year 
Who do y'all feel like will be the coach of the year? Has a shot to be the coach of the year in the NBA this year? And depending on how Faye comes back, I think Steve Kerr has a chance because they're going to be in a lot of primetime games this year. So he'll he'll get a chance. Um, but I think it's going to come down to whoever, either Frank Vogel, Eric Spolstra, is it coming out to one of those guys? I'll put my like if, like if I had to bet, if I had to bet money on it, I'd bet money that it'd be Frank Vogel this year. That'd be my okay. pick. Okay. I guess I can. I oh, All anybody right. want to chime in next, or I can chime in? Or? I was gonna let Senator go. Um, I am gonna go with Billy Donovan. Okay. Mm. Okay. Because I think with the with the win percentage for Chicago, if it does get to that 50 part, 50 win mark, then he might win coach of the year. That was a good one. That was actually going to be mine, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. go ahead no, that, was a, that was a good <laughs> pick. That was, that was a, definitely a good pick. Uh, I would say from my end of it. Now I do know that I'm going to preface this by, of course, you know, it's going to take a little time for Jamal Murray to be able to come back. Uh, but my guy would be Mike Malone because uh, I feel like Denver is always kind of equipped to be a good regular season team. Uh, we know that they just had the MVP in the previous season with Jokic being the MVP. And I feel that, you know, sometimes when you get kind of those top type teams, you know, you look at the Lakers and see their roster, it's almost kind of expected. So they almost kind of, you know, knock maybe Vogel a little bit. Or if you look at the Nets and you see what they have, maybe Steve Nash gets knocked a little bit just because of the the premier talent that they have. And so I think that you could look at a team like Denver that to me should still be a solid regular season team. And um, I think that I'll, I'll go ahead and pick Mike Malone as the guy to get it this year. Yeah, that's that's another good one. I mean, I, I don't have no much to say. I had Billy Donovan, so we'll move on. Uh, so, Coach of the Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, who y'all got that? Sixth Man of the Year. Mm, that's a tough one. It's tough to say because, yeah. like, we don't know what we're on the roles. We don't know the roles of certain people. <laughs> All right, we can move on. I, I would just say quick default, man. I'm going to just go back to back with my boy Jordan Clarkson, man. I, I think that that's the easiest one to just go ahead and say. Yeah, Since you do know his good. role, you don't have to worry about thinking about, you know, you know, he just come <laughs> off the bench and get buckets. So yeah. I'll just say uh, JC. I'm going to – why can't I remember his name? Atlanta, he played – on. Duke, you played in Duke with RJ and Zion. Cam? Oh, you talking about Cam Reddish? Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. I have okay. I have Cam Reddish there as six men. Hey, I don't hate it. I'm a Duke fan, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. What if what if I say Malik Monk? I mean, I feel like he's gonna be coming off the bench. I feel like he's gonna be an essential role for the Lakers. There's a chance too. Yeah, yeah, he has a chance. And 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 thing is, when even with Charlotte last year, he had spots where he was going off, you know, scoring twenty plus points. You know, he was he was he was really a spark off the bench for Charlotte. So, I mean, I think he'll have a more definitive role coming off the bench. I feel like we're only going to ask him to come out there and score and to yeah. shoot well. I just the I, only depends. yeah. Uh, I was just okay. say the only thing that I think with that is just that I just feel like it's a lot of miles to feed. I feel like you're going to have moments where like Melo is coming off the bench and if he comes off the bench, giving you 20 one night, you know, you're going to have a night where Kendrick Nunn is that guy, you know, you're going to have a night that maybe, you know, Wayne Ellison gets high, which he'll probably be in the starting lineup. But I just feel like you have 
you know, is THT going to be in the starting lineup or is he going to come off the bench? You know, that's the only thing that I think kind of knocks mm-hmm. a guy like that, that to me, you can have kind of several guys on the same roster that almost fit kind of that same billing in that same, you know, right. ask. Right. That's what I was gonna say. I I was gonna say the big like part in that equation is THT. If if uh Monk comes out this, this the first because I think THT is out for what four four weeks five yeah, weeks. Yeah, he's out for so, you know with that injury. Yeah. yeah. So if Monk comes in and he shows that he can be consistent, he can be not a liability defensively. He, he can be another ball handler. He can be another athletic guy off the wing and you can make shots if you can do that in this first month i think it gives him a good chance because realistically that two spot is wide open yeah wayne ellington is penciled in as a starter but that can fluctuate like 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 you can put monk in that starting starting line because he, he has length he can shoot he can handle the ball he's athletic he plays defense um so that that that, that two spot is it's one of those things where uh it could be like a it, it can change right so um I would say he has a chance, but it's largely dependent on what he does in his first month. If he comes out not playing well, I think THC will slide right back into that into, in, into that backup two spot. I'm going to add one more name, potentially. Whoever the backup uh, point guard is for New York, whether it's Kemba or Rose. So, mm. yeah, that's good point. Go. Good point. That's good. That's good. One. I like that a lot. So we'll move on a little bit to the defensive player of the year, the NBA. Who who you guys feel like will impact the defensive end of the floor the most out of the person that shut down the league two years ago? I don't think we can go there. Person. (laughs) Who's that? Rudy Rudy Gobert, man. You know the whole (laughs) Mike thing, the whole yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole locker room. I mean, when he, like you said, if you can shut down the whole league, then that that kind of makes you, you know, hey, gives yeah. you the case. Oh, come on, man! Not <laughs> crazy, man. <laughs> hey, Rudy, Rudy did shut down the league, right? Um, I, I'm a, uh, I think Rudy, yeah, got a good shot. I mean, what do you think about Ben? Though, I think once Ben start playing or wherever he at, I feel like he really should have gotten it last year but he didn't so maybe since he didn't work on his shot this offseason because he was too busy going back and forth with philly he'll commit to the defensive end much more and he'll end up being the best defender in the league this year if he's motivated i think i think i think, I think he will be motivated he was he was he's a he's a first he's a first team all all, all defensive all defensive players so i think it, it all dependent on how soon you can get on the court if he misses a few weeks or misses a week or misses a month, whatever it is with this, this whole stuff, like like they're saying he's back in Philly now, but there's been no no word that he's in there, that he's returning to the team, or whatever. So it just depends on that. Like if he's out for a while, then no. Um, so my safe answer would be Giannis because I think he's the best defender in the league. Um, so I think he has. I think Anthony league. Davis is. So I think AD is a better rim protector. But AD can guard guards. Yeah, like true. he can, he can, he he can switch off that. Like it's a pick and roll. He can switch off and guard a guard for like three to five dribbles. He can do that because he's he's lengthy enough. He's 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 all right. Um, but I think Giannis is one of those guys. You can put him on anybody in the NBA, and he, and he can hold his own against anybody in the NBA at any position. Um, and I think he's the only one only one can, can do it. Ben is close, so Ben will be my my like like he was my, he'll be like my dark horse kind of guy. If you can mm-hmm. say that for a guy who, who finished second last year, but um, I got Giannis. 
Yeah. For me, I'm I'm rolling with the guy that y'all were just talking about, AD. I think from this standpoint, we know Vogel is always going to have a top three probably defense in the league. So he's going to have it from a metric sense. But I also think that if he's playing that five spot, then he's going to have to be exclusively that run protector in that starting lineup. You're not, you know, thinking of guys in the passage of, um, of JaVale McGee or even Dwight doing it so much. I think that he's going to have to play that role. So I think that he'll have it, you know, from the team defense standpoint, I think that he'll have the defensive numbers himself. So pretty much if he stays on the floor and is healthy, I think that this is AD's year to get it. We've seen him finish second in the past as well. So that's my pick. All right, cool. So that, that wraps that up. So I'm going to, I guess we build enough anticipation to the MVP, but before that interesting just came in my head. Who do you think will get the scoring title this NBA season? Your prediction for the scoring title? KD. KD? Yeah. That's a safe pick. I'm going to go I'm Steph, right. though. I'm going to go Steph. Going, I was going either Steph or Trey. Yeah, I'm going Steph. I'm going Bradley Bill. I think yeah, Bradley Bill has to be that guy over there in Washington. He has oh. to get buckets. He's going to miss a lot of games, though. That's another guy yeah. I don't want to get vaccinated. I, I, I he's playing with a black hole with Kuzma, man. Kuzma's a black hole, man. Once you get some ball, come back on defense, man. That's true, man. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go Steph. I, I feel like Steph this year, I think everybody's gonna go into their natural position, even bouncing back off our defensive player. Yeah, I feel like uh Draymond is gonna really be in that talk too, because he's gonna be able to go back to his natural role. Uh, as as a defender, you know, he's going to be able to focus on that end, which in years past with Clay gone, he, he had to really be a facilitator more and really had to, like, I guess, you know, take, you know, give, I guess, spell stuff when he had to score, he had to spell stuff at the point guard position. So I feel like Draymond may be a dark horse there, but yeah, Steph, Steph definitely could be definitely a, 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 a scoring leader this year, because just because he's going to have to. Until especially until Clay gets there, because I don't think Clay's gonna start the season off. No, he's no he's not back until December, I think. Yeah, right. So December, January. Yeah. So any thoughts on Luca? Any thoughts on Luca? As good scoring, one. as scoring. No, oh, I have him like, in the MVP, MVP question. MVP, but not not scoring. Yeah, I've been trying to get him in the MVP conversation for a while. Yep. He clutch though. He clutch. Yeah, he just needs some more pieces, man. I think I don't think Porzingis is it. They should have moved him. Yeah, Porzingis just can't stay healthy. the The talent that Porzingis is, or the talent that let me say prior to injuries that Porzingis was, it oh, yeah. seemed like it was going to be an ideal scenario for them moving forward. That true one two punch, but he just can't stay healthy, and and that's just it. And he's kind of a shell of himself almost already. So it's probably only going to get and worse. I think, I think for example, like Senator mentioned earlier, I think that he suffers from what Ben and MB suffers from too, because he wants that, he wants the Mavs to be his team, but he's not healthy enough for it to be his team. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a, it's like a, you know, a, a conflict at, at the base of it, you know? I don't know. I think he, I, I feel like he has to see that that's like Luca's team. Like I can't. Now he does, but I mean, <laughs> I don't think when he first got there, he did. Man, you could see the tension on the court when, when it came to those two. They were clearly beefing, yeah. Some points, like. All right, all right. But yeah, so yeah, that's another good one. Luca is a dark horse, definitely. So 
MVP candidates, MVP we're candidates. We're not going to do a rookie. I thought we were building up. We're not going to do a rookie of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, go ahead. Jalen Green is my guy, man. Jalen Green is that dude. Like, when I – there's some players that you just look at and you just see, like, that's a star right there. The eye yeah. test just shows you, like, I'm not a guy, I'm not a really, you know, too much of an analytics type of guy. I don't have to, we just have to go endless numbers. When I look at guys, I can see when somebody is special. And that guy, he he jumps off the screen. Like, I think he's going to be that guy this year. You know, UK is going to be up there too, but Jalen Green is my rookie of the year. Yeah, I agree. That's why I said Raptors should have put a package together and went to go get him because he has <laughs> he has it written all over him, man. Yeah. He's gonna be successful no matter no matter where he ends up, ended up, he's gonna be successful, man. He has it. Yeah, I'm a I'm gonna go with K Cuttingham. Uh, I think he's a a walking bucket. I think he's a special talent. Um, I, I like his mentality towards the game as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go K there. Um, I think what, what with Jalen, Jalen is a, in a better situation in K. So I feel like that will be probably his edge. I feel like both of them are going to put up numbers, but I feel like Jalen is in a better situation. So I feel like he's going to ultimately right. win it. This is what I look at. And this is why what makes me give Jalen the edge is that I do like I agree that I think both of them are going to put up numbers and caters that type that he may be a little bit more well rounded and may, you know, and his flashy. stats across the yeah. board. But if their stats are close, Jalen just jumps off the screen, man. So he's that type of guy like just from a sheer eye test, if his numbers are close to K's numbers, he's going to be the one that you're looking throughout the course of the year. That sports center is going to pick him up. You're going to see him running through IG, just the different things that he does. And that's why I think that in eventually that hype behind him will also yeah. end up leading him to that award. We saw that with LaMelo, just with his passes and, you know, how he, he finesse and stuff. Like, he just, you know, he's entertaining, you know. Yep. And that's at the end of the day. What you think, Senator? What's your, what's your rookie to you? Man, if we ever, if we're just choosing teams that are gonna and players that are just gonna miss the playoffs, um, I mean, <laughs> I'll go with Suggs. Nice Suggs, guy. yeah, yeah, Suggs would be nice over there in Orlando. I mean, he's a nice player, but they got a lot of miles to feed over there. I don't even know what they're doing over there. Like as far as roster construction, like it's it's pretty much what they're doing. It's called advanced G League. So it's yeah. it's a team that should be in the G League, G but isn't right. down there. <laughs> right. So they just send everybody there for player development so that they can sign somewhere else. After. Right. Because I'm interested to see like he how he and Cole Anthony are gonna fit. Together. Right. Exactly. Like, They're the same player. But, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cole Anthony might have to take a step back after him hitting that game winning shot and making it seem like he like he, he was on. Gonna, he was yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Th that moment they probably were like, "Yo, we're getting sucks. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting this guy now." Yeah. All right. So, uh, am I skipping any superlatives here? Uh, oh yeah, uh, NBA MVP. I think, yeah. I think it's the big one now. I think we can go all right. NBA it. MVP. We can't all have that same NBA MVP. I don't <laughs> think. I'm gonna go last though. I, I don't want to, you know, steal anybody's thunder. Who's gonna be your 2021 season NBA MVP? And it's not because I'm a Laker fan. I'm not a. I, I'm not a fan of this player. <laughs> but I will say this: I think every time the media kills Braun, he responds. 
Mm-hmm. He just said he couldn't play defense. He went out and looked really good defensively against Clippers. Again, like, so every time the media kills this guy, and if you think about it, he was top three MVP last year. He was playing MVP numbers last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, he was. I think, and I think with him losing the first round last year, him losing to Chris Paul last year, um, like um, guys dancing on the court, like all this stuff, like I just think media is caught, like, I think the media is killing him. I think he's gonna he's gonna be one of those guys this year that's gonna maybe not get thirty a game, but his he's gonna be so efficient this year. He might be a twenty six eight and eight, and Lakers are gonna be a number one or two seed. And I, I think my answer is Braun. I'm not a Braun fan, um, but I just like whenever media kills him, he always responds, man. So I think he's gonna come out with a, a bang this year. That's a good one. That's a yeah. good one. That's a good one. Mine is Steph. Another good one. Yeah. No long, no long <laughs> he just might drop. Just might drop this. Mine is Steph, and and that's it. You no know, long, just, he no makes stuff wrong. You don't, you don't even gotta no. explain. We just uh, feel what he's saying. Right. He just said the name. It's like okay. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we get it. We get it. Yeah. We got you. Uh, sleeper, sleeper. With not really sleeper, but if not Steph, I think it'll be Embiid. Okay. I think Embiid will have a monster. If he can stay game. healthy, yeah. that's the big question on him. But I yeah. think him and he might play a few games less than LeBron. But I think that they're they're both not going to play too many back to backs, mm. uh, that type of stuff. So like, yeah, numbers wise, his numbers are going to be up there when he's on the court. It's just how many games does he play? All right. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll chime in. Um, and this is doesn't typically happen because normally the MVP is going to probably be the best player on that particular team. Uh, but I'm going to say my MVP is James Harden. Uh, mm. I believe that the Nets obviously are going to have a crazy season. Uh, the Nets are going to be up there, you know, probably top two seed out there in the East. And I think that although I think that all of us would agree, or let me just speak for myself, I think Kevin Durant is definitely better than James Harden. And Kevin Durant, to me, is the best player in the world. That's just my opinion. Now, Giannis pulling up from three right now makes me maybe doubt that just an ounce. But I think Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. But I think that James Harden statistically is going to have the numbers. He's going to facilitate that offense. So he's going to average close to double digit or if not, definitely double digit assists. He still is one of the best scorers in the league. So he's still going to give you upwards of 20, close to 30 um, a night. And so if James Harden is healthy, that's the guy that I think will be MVP, even though I don't think he's the best player on his team. Yeah. Oh, I might have to go the other way. I'm going to go Kevin Durant. Um, I think just because he is the best player in the world. Uh, with this Kyrie situation, I think that it may fuel him to even do even more to prove that we got this regardless of Kyrie. We love to have him. He's a nice piece, but we can do it without him. And I think the combination of Kevin Durant and James Harden, that's pretty much all you need to get probably through the regular season. So, I mean, I, I think Kevin Durant is going to have something to prove. I think he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder a year removed from that uh, Achilles injury. I mean, I, I mean, he looked special last year, but I think even now with him able to, like, really work out and really put in the time on this game and this crap, I feel like that's going to be the guy that's going to take off and ultimately win that top award. But, you know, we'll see. Hey, we'll see. So, so, not to get off topic, not to get off topic, but I oh, yeah. think I, I think Giannis is the best player in the league. I just, I, I just leave that right there. But yeah, I got. Yeah, you. I, got you. I mean, he played both ends of the floor. He can't shoot. I mean, but I mean, if 
if he if he if he doing if, what he's doing if, in preseason, if he's doing what he's doing in preseason, yeah, so, it's a legit discussion. Uh, my, my only thing is, is skill wise, as a basketball player, KD is the best player on the planet. Not 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 NBA. He's the best player on the planet. Best basketball player on the planet. But we look at the best NBA player. Like I cannot say it's not Giannis. Like look at his resume in the last two years. Like I I, I me like. He shouldn't have got defensive player of the year last year. I can't argue that, though. Like, how can I argue that? Like, MVP, defensive player of the year, finals MVP in the last, like, two years. I feel like AD got sniped. I I mean, I get you from a resume standpoint, um, and and people would maybe disagree because technically when they lined up, Giannis advanced. But when I watched that series with KD and Giannis on the floor, Giannis was brilliant. But KD was the best basketball player on that floor to me in that series. And, like, literally, he's literally one shoe size smaller away uh, from walking away with that series with his guys, you know, being hurt throughout the course of that series. And so I get what you're saying, like, from a resume standpoint, like, hey, he's been that guy over the last couple of years. Um, but I'm also I'm, – I'm just a big eye test type of guy. Like, I'm a big eye test guy. And so that's why KD gets the, the edge. But – like y'all was saying, if Giannis, the way he's been pulling up from three and what he's showing even mid-range wise, like that's scary to see. Like, like, problem. like I didn't problem. even want to after a while see those highlights anymore because I was like, that's <laughs> that's just a scary sight for the league yeah. if Giannis is making those. Like I really would talk myself into thinking that it's fluke. I'm like, All right, that jump shot doesn't look the proper form. <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna hit. But yeah, man, it, that that that's a that's a good one, man. So finally, just to wrap up that NBA segment, we covered a lot of ground in the NBA. Um, it's we it, we would be selling ourselves short if we didn't predict who's gonna be that NBA champion. Uh, we'll go round robin again one time. Everybody get an NBA champion and why, and then we'll wrap this thing up. The Toronto Raptors. <laughs> oh my! Come on, man. Seventh or eighth now, spot. Look, I'm gonna tell you something, Senator. All right, no, like, no, 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 I, I no, said no. that he's a, the logical Raptors fan. I was like, oh, okay, he's. I can respect that. You that know, was, for you to was, pull out something like this. Nah, that was that was a, that was me having a uh, Dallas Cowboy fan moment. Yeah, that was <laughs> my definitely bad. My bad. Dallas. Sorry, I had to I had to reel that back in. Um. Who do I have winning? I honestly, I was thinking about this for a while. If that Miami team can come together properly, Mm. I think it could be a Miami year. Um, But in in the finals at this point, I have Miami and I have Lakers. Lakers, (laughs) That took you so long to say because I forgot the name of your guys' team. So I was like, I was like, uh, what what is that team again? Miami Lakers. So you got winning in how many games? I got Miami in seven. Okay. Ah, get out of here. (laughs) I think I I think that this team is a is a better better version of the team that you guys beat two seasons ago. I yeah, think I, I think they actually have some. Uh, they have a floor general in Lowry now. They got more defensive pieces. I have them in seven, and I hate to say that because Jermaine is a is a Miami fan and he's gonna hear this and message me about it. But yeah, <laughs> I just I don't trust it. Brooklyn at this point. So okay, right? I agree with that. 
I respect it. Uh, you want to go next, Coach? I'll go. All right. So I will say this. Bucks losing P.J. Tucker hurts a lot. Not because he's a great defender, but because he allows Giannis to rest a little bit and he allows Giannis to, to take less body body shots. But the Bucks are good. I think the Bucks are the best team in the, in the East. Mm. So I got Lakers and Bucks. I got Lakers and Six. Mm. Just like okay. that. All right. I guess I'll go ahead and, and chime in. Uh, so definitely got the Lakers representing the West. Over in the East, I'm still rolling with Brooklyn. I, I just believe KD is that guy. And if you can have KD and James Harden healthy, um, I believe that they can still make it through the East. I think that they would have made it through the East last year had, you know, they've been fully healthy. And so uh, that's who I have in the finals right now. I currently have Lakers in six uh, to win it all. Uh, now, granted, if Kyrie is there, that's a seven-game series. So, uh but as it stands, Lakers and six. Yeah, uh, I got Lakers in Brooklyn as well. And I'm going to say the suspense, I think Lakers take it in six as well. Um, I think there's just the Lakers team. I mean, if they're able to come together, I think it's going to be real rough in the beginning of the season until they can figure things out. But once they do and once they click, I don't, I really don't see anybody beating them. Uh, the only one that I can see beating them is Brooklyn, and that's if Kyrie yeah. uh, conforms to yeah. – taking a vaccine <laughs> yeah if brooklyn is full strength they they can do it like it's yeah. i don't sit here as they a almost fan. scare me they really right. scare me you know they do i don't sit yeah. here as a lakers fan and say that you know if brooklyn is is fully healthy that i'm just like oh i know for sure lakers are gonna take mm -hmm. it right. i don't believe that i believe it's a legit toss-up like brooklyn they are the real deal um in the way that that team is constructed too even just from what they can do from a floor spacing standpoint like Think of just the guys that you have to defend one on one. Like it's it's tough. It's tough. So if they're full strength, it's a toss up. But I think the Laker bias in me still makes me have to say Laker. Do you do you trust Brooklyn's bigs? No, I don't trust Brooklyn. That's my. I trust KD. I trust Harden. I I, don't I think Joe. Either. I think yeah. Joe. I think Joe Harris could be a newer Danny Green. Which is no, in, but you trust in, Danny Green in the playoffs, though. No, I don't you, trust Joe Harris. I didn't trust Danny Green when he was in Danny Toronto Green. Had, in, you in the finals. I didn't trust him when he was in LA. Yeah, I, I don't really trust him. When them lights get bright, Danny Green shrinks. I mean, except when he was in San Antonio. I would say he had the finals record for for for, for, for yes. May threes before stuff. I'm, I'm saying so after after that crazy year that he had and that playoff run that he had. I haven't trusted him in the playoffs because he hasn't tr proven to me that he can hit those shots w w time when it's needed. Like, hey man, he hit huge shots with Toronto. Maybe not, maybe not I, game winning shots. He, maybe not in the playoffs. He wasn't good in the playoffs in that run. That's how Fred said, really started said, getting the notoriety that he got. Game, Fred hit big like. As a coach, I, 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 the thing I look at is he hit he big shots the first two the in the first two rounds. Those yeah. last two rounds, he okay. was especially not the he finals. Didn't, he didn't shoot the ball like as like Fred hit big, like massive shots that everybody talks about. But the shots I'm talking about with, with Danny Green, like championship shots, are like okay, 
Um, the other team is on a 9-0 run. You need a bucket, driving kick. That's a big shot to not to, 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 to cut it to six. Like, like those are the shots that I think Danny Green hit. Like he didn't hit like shots like, oh, two minutes down, two minutes left in the game. Um, like like down three kind of shots. He hit shots like, okay, middle of the third quarter, you're you're on a wrong, the wrong end of a run. Kyle Lowry's in the bench with maybe three fouls or four fouls, whatever, whatever. And the other team is getting going. Okay, now you're down, you're down 10. This is the big shot to cut to seven and give you a little momentum. He had shots like that, but those are shots to me that are championship shots. But yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we shall see. We shall see. Where Danny in, in Philly now? Yeah. Yeah, he's still uh, in Philly. So clearly him and Ben yeah. haven't been collaborating on nothing. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> last yeah, little man. point, last little point, like you were saying with Brooklyn's bigs, though. I think that they can still get by enough with that just when you just got that premier talent in, in KD and James Harden if you do get Kyrie like LaMarcus Aldridge will be serviceable enough Paul Millsap will be serviceable enough like you don't really need guys to be special in those roles Blake Griffin is still serviceable enough uh so that's my only thing I do think that they can get beat up down low to an extent but I think that they can be serviceable enough yeah yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. So we'll see what it is. Hopefully we can reconvene at midseason and see how our predictions are faring. But again, thank you from the fellas from the chat room podcast. Go ahead and plug y'all stuff again. I don't want to, you know, get it wrong or anything. I want y'all to plug everything y'all got going on just so our listeners can be in tune. Go ahead, Senator. All right. But before we do that, just want to say congratulations to Candace Parker and the Chicago Sky for winning the WNBA championship. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. She went she went home and she won that chip. So congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say shout out to um Lexi Brown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's one of my favorite uh Instagram followers. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Instagram, you can follow Coach on Instagram at Real Deal underscore Francis. You can follow me on Instagram at The Senator. Follow the chat room podcast at the.chatroompod. Make sure to check us out every Tuesday. Don't forget to follow the Not So Soft Pod. Don't forget to check out Talks with the Chatterbox. Uh, we just out here. We're working. We appreciate you guys having us on here. And right. definitely, we know mid-season and end end of season we gotta do this again really oh yeah for sure we appreciate y'all for hanging with us and doing y'all thing man with everything y'all have going on of course uh anytime y'all need us you know you know what it is we only like you just hit us up you got it you know what i'm saying uh make sure that you follow no oh uh peanut bench warmers at o underscore bench warmers on instagram and twitter Facebook, search us at Opinated Benchwarmers. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Opinated Benchwarmers. Subscribe, leave a review. We had the chat room podcast fellas in here today. We had a blast, man. Appreciate y'all again. Shout out to y'all for doing this. Man, we're going to definitely do this again, and we out of here, man. Peace. Appreciate it. Later.